Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona where we lay our scene. From ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. A world where any given explosion could be a domestic terrorist attack by disgruntled Reddit investors or a gender reveal party gone wrong. In an environment of political discourse laden with so many straw men it's got to be a fire hazard, we are the orally penetrative glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for visual world. This is The Gargle. Your guests in this week's edition of Apolitical Satire are Tiff Stevenson. Hello. Hi. I'm not in my book nook today. I'm just (laughs) in the corner with a lonely guitar and an old poster of uh, Ocean's Eleven, an Italian poster of Ocean's Eleven. What a delight. And also welcome to the show, brunette father of one, Harry Kondabolu. Hello, Alice. I am in a room with a poster of myself behind me, because that's how I like to do it. On the front cover of the magazine this week is Musk, Bezos and Gates posed as the three graces, all nude but for being strategically draped in gauzy white cloth with the title Untouchable. (laughs) Uh, With the subtitle, Bill Gates has said we need hundreds of Elon Musks to combat climate change, open brackets, presumably for fuel, close brackets. And NFT question mark, GTFO. Top story, technology news. And our first story is about Tom Cruise, or is it? Harry Kondabolu, you are our Tom Cruise correspondent. Uh, <laughs> he true. does all his own stunts and you do all the stories about him. What's happening in the world of Tom Cruise right now? Well, apparently there was uh, several deep fake videos that were released uh, of Tom Cruise saying things and doing things, like performing a magic trick. Uh, these are things that he did not do, but it looks incredibly realistic as if he actually uh, did this. Now, deep fake technology, for those of you who don't know, is made with witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> it's a technology I don't quite understand, but uh, nerdy scientists are able to take an image of someone's face, apply it to someone else's body, and uh, using algorithms, which I don't quite understand either, 
are able to get the person using like a library of every word they've ever said to get them to say things and do things that are very much like the actual person. So Tom Cruise sounds like Tom Cruise, even though it's a Tom Cruise's face on someone else's body. And he does a magic trick in one of them uh, where I think he pulls a coin out or something like that, which honestly is the best thing he's done in years. I feel like that's the tip-off that it's a fake because we know that Tom Cruise, like royalty, never touches money. Oh, that's good. That's good. I'm going to add that to the Reddit forums. (laughs) I mean, we've already been deep-faked by Tom Cruise for many years now because none of us know he's four foot (laughs) ten. Camera tricks have done that. And years. ageless. How old is he? Like, he seems to be eternally about 37. Correct. Correct. But a very upsetting 37. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, if I was Tom Cruise, I'd be thrilled. So you're telling me I can make Mission Impossibles until, like, until I'm 90 years old just by, like, having this deepfake technology and I can just go about my business? That sounds wonderful. I like how unaware men seem to be about this as an ideology, whereas women or women in entertainment know it exists because as everything, it starts in porn first. (laughs) So I've already had my head superimposed on bodies of, someone's done like a bunch of female comedians. And it's just like, they're really badly done. They're not kind of like deep fake, but they are like photoshopped. Shallow fakes. It's true of some people in the comedy industry. But yeah, our heads have been so I've sort of known this technology or this ability to to be able to do this has has been around. But I have two schools of thought. I don't know what your school of thought is, Alice. Um, uh, Firstly, it's frustrating that the technology is there to have Tom Cruise do magic tricks, but we can't produce an effective track and trace app. Like, how can this (laughs) level of technology exist over here? Yet something that's actually helpful to the vast uh, majority of the population in the UK is not possible, apparently. And like, it, I can't be on stage telling jokes like Tom Cruise is telling jokes on a golf course because we can't deep fake an effective <laughs> leader, apparently. But I have two schools of thought. You know, part of me thinks it's necessary to march against this and go full Sarah Connor. Like, this is the future that we should be worried about. Like, you know how, like, the Luddites were arrested for, like, smashing looms? They were? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The Luddites were, like, they tried to destroy looms because they saw it as this kind of advancing technology. Like, so there's this thing. Before um, we blame the immigrants for taking all of the jobs, we blame technology. So (laughs) that might come full circle again. (laughs) Like, when all of us in the performing arts are like, oh, like, they can have an old version of me do my job. So part of me thinks that like it it's a it's a really bad and dangerous thing. And then the other part of me thinks does it will it cancel out all the other videos? Cuz as a teenager, I don't know about you two, I think we're all sort of in the same sort of age group. Like all of our teenage mistakes weren't filmed. Correct. And left on the internet to be viewed forever and shamed about forever. So I just kind of like the idea if every video is suspect then no video counts. Oh, so, so Michael Richards is off the hook for that rant from like <laughs> 15 years ago. We all knew that was a fake when we saw his massive tits in that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say from the sort of um, revenge porn side of things, there was that girl who was filmed at a festival uh, doing a sex act and that was like, she was like 17 or something. Oh. Like, and that's around, so I just think like, in some ways it may actually help people take the power back by going, well, we never know if anything's fake now and um, any kind of video evidence 
just has to like disappear when we go back to to not videoing each other relentlessly all the time. When you were talking about how like in the UK, like British female comics, are, you know, are having deep fakes down to them. There was a part of me, obviously, that was like, this is horrible, right? That's the human part. But the comic part was thinking, <laughs> wow, the UK comedy scene is big enough where people know all the comics and will actually put work in to harm them. <laughs> you get that much respect where that will happen? Well, yeah. If you don't have one, you're going to be like, oh, I'm like not famous enough. To have a deep fake porn head <laughs> attached to a body. I'll be slightly hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Saucy lingerie. Is this feminism? I don't know anymore. Um, <laughs> I want one because it says that, you know, like if I can go to a TV channel and prove that I've got my own deep fake. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> like, can I have my own show now, please? Um, look, I've seen amongst the greats. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like breaking into fame with a, a sex tape, but you don't have to do the sex tape. Right. You're like, hey, look at my sex tape. <laughs> it's not just Tom Cruise who's getting deep faked, and nor is it just us. Uh, apparently, history is getting deep faked as well. People are uh, going back into history, historical photographs, and uh, getting them deep faked, which I think is is a bad thing, unless you're talking about Stalin, because young Stalin was a bit of a hottie. <laughs> I don't choose who you're attracted to, but I can guarantee you're attracted to Stalin when he was young. <laughs> Thoughty Stalin. That hoe over there, Stalin. <laughs> that is, that's quite the image. They did the nostalgic, it's a company called Deep Nostalgia, which does sound like sex with your ex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was one that Kim Kardashian had at that awful, like, read the room party on a private island. Kanye, like now I think, now they're getting divorced, I think he was trolling because he wasn't there, but he did pay for like a kind of, which I believe was like a deep fake hologram of her dead dad to appear at the party and say, OJ's guilty. I just want to get it off my conscience. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyone with enough money can like kind of use this technology, which is also scary, I suppose. Does rest in peace not mean anything anymore? (laughs) I mean, implied in the idea of rest in peace certainly must be do not reanimate me from the dead with future technology. (laughs) Like they didn't like include speech to avoid like uh, deep faking people. That's what they said. Like, you know, we we didn't uh, you're allowed to put an image in and and deep fake historic figures, but you can't put audio in. Uh, Too bad there's no way to download the video and then add the audio later. <laughs> so now you can download it, add your audio, and your E. Frankenstein can say all sorts of creepy things. So virtual zombie Gandhi can now order a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> they've got a fake Lincoln on there. Flinken. Flinken. Fake Lincoln. <laughs> Flinken. Um, but they've sort of colorized the picture and made it. They did one with the, did you see the one with the Queen? They did a deep fake on Channel 4 at Christmas. They did an alternative Queen speech and she made jokes about Prince Andrew and stuff, but it was like a big, you know, because I'm sure there'd be people who watch it who just think it's the Queen and that's the problem, I think. Like, the fact that we, like... Have a Queen. Didn't there used to be, like, a clause (laughs) in, like, film or TV of, like, any likeness to living or dead persons is purely coincidental? Like what? Are, I I know that you're a bit more on the law side of things, Alice. Like, what are the legal? You are certainly less convincing when they're puppeting the two-dimensional remnants of your long dead corpse. 
<laughs> surely, like, like Harry's saying, are people going to have to put it in the wheels? Oh, I'm already thinking there's future technology that's you've got to leave someone your files in in your will now. So maybe you have to kind of state in your will. I do not consent. Well, you need executor number one to get rid of your material goods and executor number two to delete your browsing history. (laughs) (laughs) And executor number three to put in the trash bin without opening the file labelled Taxes 2009. (laughs) I mean, this is just going to end up with people having sex with historical figures. I mean, that's just what this is going to be. Like, what is the point of this? People wanted to have sex with Lincoln, and now they get their chance. That's what this is. Four score and seven years indeed. (laughs) Well, in other technology news, uh, it's not just uh, people who aren't real that you can buy. It's now stuff that isn't real. NFTs are on the front page. Non-fungible tokens are now being sold online. The most recently, sort of scandalously, a 10-second video clip sold for $6.6 million. And uh, if you don't know what non-fungible tokens are, uh, Tiff, you're our fungible <laughs> explainer. <laughs> yes. What is this new economy? New fungible tokens, non-fungible tokens. It just sounds like an unpleasant foot condition. That was my first <laughs> thought. I was like, what is this? So I asked online and no one seemed to be able to have any more information for me. It's blockchain technology, which is apparently something to do with prime numbers being mined. I have no idea. I'm just imagining a Super Mario brother (laughs) (laughs) digging down and numbers popping up. There's an online artist called Beeple who sold some art in the in the form of a non-fungible token, which is an item. The items can't be exchanged or funged. So we call it in the biz. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a type of crypto asset. So you can download this file, but you're the only one who ever gets to have that file and see that file, and it can't be replicated apparently. So they've got these pieces of art. What's quite upsetting in the video that I watched was that a guy, a Beeple, had done this piece of art with uh, Donald Trump with slogans all over him, a naked Donald Trump <laughs> in a kind of, um, in a park scenario with all these slogans all over him. And then he sold it to a collector for something like $67,000. And that co- collector then just sold it for like six million pounds. So um, this is the kind of technology that's, again, ripe for people to come in and kind of scalp, like, you know, at low end and then sell on. The idea that you can, you can do it with like, basketball and stuff so you can own like a a kobe dunk or something and you go you're the only person that's ever allowed to see this well yeah because you have the original file but it's the same as you know same as money you know how we say that money is is when this stuff is is stuff and then we agree that it's worth something in the same way you know they say this seashell is worth something and then we say you know your punchlines are worth something so uh basically anything is for sale in the art realm if you can if you can blockchain it um so what are you gonna sell first harry Oh my God! I mean, it can be anything, right? It can be any any recorded or pr- moment that can be put in the digital sphere. So any private or personal or deeply, deeply personal moment that you can just sell to a stranger for money. I mean, there's no video of me urinating anywhere on anyone's phones <laughs> on any computer. It feels like that would be something of of value. But the thing is that I mean, you know of <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> Honestly, that's not too far. I've had several pick back in the old days when we traveled on trains and whatnot, subways. I've had several pictures of me taken uh, asleep on the subway train in New York by random people, <laughs> like by fans who like 
<laughs> thought that was acceptable to just take a picture of me asleep because I'm always asleep on on the on the train, but it's weird. It's a weird thing to do <laughs> multiple times and then to post it on the internet and to tag me. <laughs> it's a little bizarre. Well, now they can make six million for these photos of you on the train. Apparently, <laughs> they don't even have to tag you. They can just sell that piece of that piece of art. But it's it's well, kind it of the of, debate around. I mean, art, isn't it like? Buying works of art. Can one own art? Yes. You can own art, yes. And it's not just art that they're talking about. It's sort of records of things. It's like crafting yourself a beautiful uh, name tag that says, I own this, and then trying to pin it to an elephant. Like, it's not <laughs> It's not how it works. Well, it, it's. I think it's fine because none of the things that are, are being saved have any value whatsoever. They're, we're pretending they have value. None of us want to see any of the. I'm not going to show you my thing. None of us want to see your thing. No one is interested in seeing this LeBron James dunk or anything else that you have. The, the saddest thing, the sa- this is a quote from, from the article I read about it. If you spend, this is from uh, OpenSea, which is uh, the market, the people that have the market for non-fungible uh, tokens. This is from OpenSea's co-founder, Alex Atala. If you spend 10 hours a day on the computer or eight hours a day in the digital realm, then art in the digital realm makes tons of sense because it's the world. That's the (laughs) saddest shit I have ever heard in my life. It's also the beginning of like a middle school essay where you're bending the definition of terms extremely hard in order to fit your thesis. It, well, it's like nerds have put in a lot of like, well, it, it's it's the world. I don't go outside, so this is valid. <laughs> my world on my computer is valid, and this piece of art is valid, and I have millions of dollars, so this is valid. It's like, no, man. No. <laughs> I have sex in a token. I have sex in token form, and it's non-fungible. <laughs> I can't catch anything because it's non-fungible. <laughs> Your ad section now because you can't buy happiness, but you can buy ads and they will promise you happiness. New from Dwayne The Rock Johnson, The Making of Young Rock, a documentary about the making of his sitcom slash biopic slash pre-pre-presidential PR vehicle and associated merchandise, including Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new energy drink and a scale model of all of his biceps for your household biceps needs. (laughs) And when you're all alone in your neighbourhood and you can't drive but you're going somewhere good, who are you going to call? Ghost buses. Ghost buses. (laughs) They're always somewhere. (laughs) And the special with the magazine this week uh, is Tokyo Olympics merch with our gargle coupon. Half-priced Tokyo Olympics merch with 2020 crossed out in Sharpie and replaced with 2021 and a question mark. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now it's time for story number two of The Gargle this week, Things Coming Back News. And our first story is Return of the Nuclear Testing Dust, the gritty reboot. Uh, Dust from the Sahara Desert blown north by strong winds uh, towards France is apparently carrying unusually high, though non-harmful, doses of radiation. Uh, Ironically, these doses of radiation come from nuclear tests that were carried out by the French in the Algerian desert in the beginning of the 1960s, uh, which is, I feel, what we call a nuclear own goal. (laughs) So we're talking about... Nuclear dust to Algerian drift. <laughs> That's the correct title of the sequel. So it's dust. It's dust from this. It's something coming back from the sixties to cause us pain. Not the Rolling Stones touring yet again. <laughs> <laughs> like by the sounds of it, it's got good stuff in it, like potassium, which you know I always need when I've got a hangover, so I can just go outside and gulp some of that down. I mean, is it is it going to hurt people? Is it going to be you know? The radi- is, is there radiation in it? What's the... The radiation uh, is present, but apparently it's a non-harmful dose. But then they would say that, wouldn't they? Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Can we just give this uh, a proper post-colonial laugh? Can we just... <laughs> it's like justice. This is justice dust. Justice dust. Justice dust. I mean, I love this. I love this for... for so many reasons. Also, I like the idea that France causes by testing out what nucle- nuclear weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Why does France need nuclear weapons? Who is going after France? Like cheese, like as much as I like cheese, it doesn't start a car. Like what, what value does this have? I think there's justice in this because who would be most protected in France with from this justice dust? It would be Muslim women in hijabs and niqabs who have been discriminated by the French government. Justice dust strikes again. I feel a movie coming on. Justice dust. Justice dust is amazing. It's going to cause mud rain, apparently. That sweet mud rain, which we never hear about in love songs. It's not just uh, Justice Dust returning to its homeland of France. Apparently, other things are coming back. In Pompeii, some archaeologists have unearthed a f- chariot. <laughs> it's not the technical Amazing. term. It is uh, what they're calling the Lamborghini of chariots. It was used to chauffeur elites around during ancient festivals. And apparently, this ride is pimpin'. It does not need to be pimped. It is pre-pimped. Apparently, it's uh, incredibly sexy. It's adorned with medallions picturing uh, satyrs and nymphs in quote-unquote erotic scenes. There's a lot of peen on this chariot is what I'm saying. (laughs) I cannot wait for Joe Rogan to buy this. (laughs) Ah! They haven't found the mummified corpse of the man who owned the chariot, but I think we can all assume he has a small penis. (laughs) There's always been a first class section on the on the train, hasn't there? Because they said it's to, to to take about the elite. There's always been a first class section on the train. This is the no talking f-ing only carriage. Yeah, but you don't want to be the teen child of the person who owns this chariot getting taken to school in this because the other chariot's broken down. You're like, ah, oh, please, Dad, not the f-ing chariot again. <laughs> Did they find an ancient condom made of donkey intestines by any chance in the? No, because the person who owned the chariot kept pretending he was allergic to it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Ooh, donkey into... Yeah. Ooh. What's it just doesn't feel the same in Latin? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, it sounds like the original dogging wagon. Like, people are banging inside it, I imagine, and outside people are fluffing themselves to the sexy carvings, waiting, <laughs> waiting for their turn. Carpe phallum, that's all I have to say. Seize the cock. That is the correct tense. You can look it up. Now it's time for our reviews section. Tiff, have you got anything to review this week? Yes, um, a review of my cat. I was denied a pet in my childhood <laughs> and uh, a lack of stability in my 20s. I was in my 30s when my partner and I decided to take on the responsibility of looking after an animal. Uh, due to the lack of garden, we decided that cats was the ideal, you know, the ideal companion and semi sort of autonomous housemate. And little did we know that our expectations of this little cuddly fluff ball and, and loving child substitute would be dashed and replaced with a snarling men's rights activist who <laughs> attacks feet and ankles throughout the day and night. They say cats are aloof and look after themselves. Uh, ours shouts if we leave the house, follows us down the street, screaming for us to come home and then shepherds us back. Like literally <laughs> like a, a, a collie dog, a border collie, would bring sheep in he like brings us back in he'll only eat if someone watches and praises him constantly what you do is you put food in the bowl he'll go to the bowl eat the food then shout at you like you haven't fed him so he basically gaslights us <laughs> and like many cats he brings home gifts of wildlife um he doesn't kill them unfortunately he just brings live offerings releases them into the dead of night to fly around the room or scurry behind the wardrobe and then he leaves seeming to say like, he'll leave, he'll drop it in the bedroom, and then he goes, well, I'm not going to sleep in here because I'm not sleeping with a rodent, <laughs> you peasants. <laughs> so he just leaves it for us. Um, so you stroke him, he scratches you, he'll bite you to get you to stop. When he's not trying to draw blood, he's uh, outright attempting to trip you down the stairs and murder you. If you've ever had a cat, this is important to go into the review of cats. They're constantly trying to kill you. If you have steps, they will go just in front of you just to try and trip you every time you go down them. The one thing he is really good at, though, one bonus of getting a cat, which I didn't realise, is that you also have an alarm clock because nothing will get you out of bed quicker than the sound of a cat retching in a room. <laughs> that is the best alarm clock. You're out of bed and you're instantly hoping, you know, your senses just snap in because you're like, I hope it's on a hard floor. It's never on a hard floor. Like you're like <laughs> carpet if you're lucky, if you're not lucky on a bed. And then you just have to find the effluent and get there. They come out like fully formed sausages anyway, or it's over your clothes. I would still give my cat four stars. He's very much like a cat, but I'm knocking a star off for stuff like the vomit and um, his general attitude, his shitty attitude. But then also like in spite of all of that, I love him. So, so four stars, four out of five stars is my Amazon review of my cat. There you go. Uh, red like a three, but it's a four star. <laughs> Harry Kondabolu, what have you brought us to review today? I found a, a series on the internet that I'm surprised more people aren't talking about right now. It's a, it's a series called The Wire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't seen it. What an unbelievable series. I suggest you all watch it. It's about Baltimore, Maryland. And all the activities of the police, drug dealers, and dock workers there. It happens over five seasons. And there's an actor by the name of Idris Elba who is British but doesn't sound it at all. He's fantastic. <laughs> 
And also there's another guy whose name I forget who's British and his character is a police officer who's British but pretends he isn't and somehow his ineffective accent fools everyone into thinking he's from Baltimore. (laughs) It's a fantastic show. If you haven't seen this wire, I strongly suggest you find it and watch it. See, the best thing about that for me, Hari, is that your your review uh, sort of heavily implies in a satirical vein that everyone has seen The Wire and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it sounds great. <laughs> Well, now that's all the time we have for our reviews section. Uh, now, of course, there's time for our quiz this week. Which cancel culture scandal of the week are you? Are you Mr. Potato Head? Are you Dr. Seuss getting cancelled? Are you banning of uh, some other thing that people don't care about until they find out what other people care about? Do our quiz and find out. Now it's time for story three, animal behaviour, starting with our story about a seal in a road in Canada. And the uh, introductory music for this story is, why don't we just do it in the road? Tiff Stevenson, (laughs) you're our sexy seal correspondent. What's happened here? I will kiss from a rose. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, so there there was a seal arrested in Canada because the seal was like just going up the road, just getting about his day. (laughs) And someone was like, should that seal be on the road? I mean, it was a snow covered road. And, uh, the police came along and they made lots of jokes about the seal being arrested. But I believe that, and now I don't know if it was a male or female seal, but apparently seals have been coming inland to give birth due to lack of ice. And I too refuse to have a baby unless I have uh, a suitable amount of bling. So I appreciate the seal's position on this, but there is, there is genuinely, this is like a ecological problem that, that there's a lack of ice shelves. So I'm thinking that, there's the potential for me to become, as a career move, as we're constantly be- being told we need to retrain in this pandemic. So I'm thinking I might become a seal doula. Huh. <laughs> I feel like there's a gap in the market for seal doula. Like I can coach through the birth, play some relaxing whale sounds. Actually, no, they're a predator for seals. I, I have to. I'm gonna need some time to think this through. Well, first things first. Uh, breaking the water is called breaking the seal. <laughs> <laughs> And once you've done it, you cannot stop. Yeah, I think I think we'd have a water birth, sardines for snacking. Um, but I think being a pregnant seal would be great because it's 11 months, so you get more maternity leave, I imagine. Um, <laughs> and after you've had the pups, there's no pressure to lose weight because you're expected to be majority blubber as a seal. That's like part of your job as a seal. You've got to keep as much on as you can to stay warm in the ice water. And also seal milk, I'm going to say this on here, you got to keep this on the download. Seal milk <laughs> is up to 50% fat. So apparently seals can really tack on mass. Don't tell that to any of your friends down the gym. <laughs> I want to get their hands on that sweet seal milk. And that will be sold on the black market. There will be Bitcoin trading of seal milk for people getting hench. <laughs> I didn't trust the mainstream media's coverage of the seal story. So I went a little deeper on the internet and found uh, a site where they do animal translations. And uh, I had (laughs) what the seal was saying translated. What he said once he was was captured was, unhand me, I have to find the witch who turned me into a seal. (laughs) Do you realize how hard it was to get here? Getting all the way to the beach, to a side street, and then getting on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should hear the seal side. 
of the story. The lady who caught him uh, is, is a lady named Lillian Reynolds, and uh, she said he was slipping and sliding off the blanket. It was just like a TV show. <laughs> and that's after they captured him. They put him in a blanket. It makes you think about the quality of Canadian television. <laughs> if this is something of me, oh, it's like the seal sliders. Oh my God, this is just like seal sliders. <laughs> Speaking of slippery seals, scientists of this week answered the eternal question of can we not just let seals f- in peace? And the answer is no. A secret seal f- hideout has been discovered. Hari Kondabolu, you're our secret seal f- correspondent. <laughs> Uncover this mystery for us. I mean, I've, the scientists who found this secret cave where these seals have sex is apparently like there's just very few breeding grounds where these seals can... Uh, you know, recreate themselves is, a, is one with f- is what I'm trying to say. But, so they found, find this place and they can't just let them have sex in peace. It's very perverse. So all of a sudden they, they set up a, a monitoring system. This is the quote from the scientists. The team has now established long-term monitoring of the breeding caves aiming to determine the size of the seal population. Sure you are. <laughs> That's what this is about. You f***ing seal perverts. You literally say, we just wanted to watch. That's what this is. It's f***ing gross. If the current online discourse about the debubulation of Lola Rabbit has taught me nothing, it is that uh, the things that people will imagine having sex with are unlimited. (laughs) I don't know if you followed this story, but Space Jam 2 has launched with an unsexy Lola Rabbit and people are furious uh, that the cartoon rabbit about whom they sexually fantasized as children is no longer as sexy uh, because she has is wearing short <laughs> compression tights and seems to have smaller boobs. Well, it, it's very frustrating because she's it's the same Lola Rabbit. Like she's she just wore something different and her beauty is from the inside and also her tantalizing eyes. She has the same eyes. What are you focused on? You fall in love with the eyes. It's all about the big lashes. (laughs) That's how we know the difference between Bugs Bunny and when he's dressed up. As a fellow big boobed, I I support her decision to have a breast reduction (laughs) because she's probably by this point got serious backache from those things. Speaking of Newtonian physics, a new state of active matter has been discovered, which is based on animal behaviour. Animals moving in groups, uh, fish in schools, insects in swarms and birds in in murmurations have now been revealed by research uh, to be in a a state of of active matter called a swirlonic state, uh, which is not, much though it sounds, an infomercial for some kind of toilet cleaner, but is in fact (laughs) kind of active matter moving under its own self-directed force and is being considered uh, as now part of physics rather than just that annoying mass of cockroaches trying to crawl on my leg. In the article I read, they said that it only applies to living things that move in the world, right? Not inanimate objects, which I immediately... uh, I'm going to question because I've had ice cream that seems to be in a swirlonic state. <laughs> well, I think that this is one of those things that everyone sort of, it's one of those scientific discoveries that everyone's sort of like, we, we knew that that 
happened. I didn't know that we had to find a scientific term for it or right, a word right, right, for right, it right. or mathematics for it. But uh, I think everyone's bought into this new swirlonic matter mainly because of the name of the scientist, <laughs> the mathematician at the University of Leicester, yes. who's called Nikolai Brilliantov. Oh, my God. Which sounds like the fake name of a 12-year-old pretending to be a scientist. It's a normative determinism right there. Wow. <laughs> I've come up with some brilliant stuff. I like getting to grips with physics. And uh, they were saying that this matter doesn't respond to um, Newton's law, which states that as force is applied to an object increases, its acceleration increases. And that as the object's mass increases, its acceleration decreases. And you can apply this, as we've said, to passive non-living matter ranging from atoms to planets, but much of the matter in the world is active and moves under its own self-directed force. So basically what they're saying is uh, Newton is a bitch. <laughs> and I've known this for a long time. Like, I think Newton's a basic bitch. Listen, he only discovered gravity after an apple dropped on his head. <laughs> that is so basic because women, we understand gravity because our bodies betray us with gravity from like this morning I got out of bed and kicked my tits around the room. So women, we just inherently understand the laws of physics. I think better that you know, I get them all. I know Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Or do you? So I'm keen. <laughs> yeah, I do. Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Uh, I think anyone can understand. I'll share this with you. If you, any, you can understand it if you're over the age of 35. Anyone over 35. Heisenberg's uncertainty principle states that the act of observing an event changes the very outcome of the event you're observing. So I believe you can understand this if you're over 35 and you've ever caught yourself in the mirror during sex. <laughs> the act of observing the event changes the outcome. And by change, I mean ruin forever. <laughs> As with understanding all scientific principles, it needs to make sense in my life. Is the swirlonic state what happens when I'm drunkenly dancing? And could it genuinely have something to do with balance? Or... As with all particle physics, the main question is, when can we utilise swirling for time travel? That's all any of us want to know. Like, whenever we find something new in the realm of physics, can it be used for time travel? That's all we give a shit about. We don't care swirlons, unless you're like quantum foam. Well, that's all the time we have for our animal behaviour news section, because now it's time for Stink News. Our final section of the Gargle magazine begins with our top four tips for best stinks, uh, including wet dirt, <laughs> baby head, clean cotton and success. <laughs> but there's stink news coming out of the UK right now. Uh, Tiff, you're our WIF correspondent in the UK. What's happening in the world of stink right there? Uh, stink bugs are in the UK. Um, and I'd never seen a stink bug until I was in LA. I was on a sun lounger and I panicked that it was a bed bug, but it turns out it was just David Hasselhoff. Um, <laughs> the, the, the stink bugs are an invasive species, uh, much like the cast of Towie on every single panel show in the UK. Um, they've come over... They've come over here. They're eating our fruits. <laughs> They're taking the job of good British stinkers. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it's a bug that kind of like, it leaves marks in fruit and stuff and makes it look less appealing. I think, you know, I don't know how harmful they are in the wider sense. They let off a smell. So there's people worried about grapes and, and wine. They let off a smell as a defense mechanism, which is something I can really relate to. <laughs> like if I'm traveling alone at night, I've started eating beans about three hours before I leave uh, to ward off any predators. <laughs> the smell of fear shall protect me. Um, yeah. So these are the, these are the stink bugs. Little creepy Wait, is, callies. Is farting the smell of fear? Sometimes can be. Yeah. I mean, huh. for me, it's the smell of rage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Harry, what's your attitude on stink bugs? They're referred to as brown marmorated stink bugs. And my question is, why does color need to be brought into this? <laughs> what does that have to do with their stinkiness? It seems irrelevant. Have you ever thought that maybe the white stink bugs are causing the stink and blaming the brown ones? Have we thought about that? Could just be a cultural difference, you know? Just Perhaps. A difference in diet and approach. I mean, they apparently probably hitched a ride into Britain on packaging crates. Nigel Farage then responded, <laughs> I told you this is why we needed Brexit. Brown ones sneaking here with their stink. <laughs> and then uh, he was told that uh, it was a story about bugs. And he said, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's what he said. <laughs> One of the big fears is um, apparently that these stink bugs are going to destroy uh, the British wine industry. Oh, no. How will we be able to have the wines of a country I didn't know made wine until I read this article? <laughs> Not fine British wine. Famous author Sir Kazuo Ishiguro has said that self-censorship among young authors is creating an atmosphere of fear, the worst stench of all. Uh, he won the Nobel Prize in Literature in 2017, and he's warned that this, this climate of fear is preventing some people from writing what they want. Hari Kondabolu, as somebody who stokes this climate of fear, what's your approach? I just kind of, whenever <laughs> the ice caps are melting, it jumps from 80 degrees Fahrenheit to 20 degrees Fahrenheit any given day in New York now. I'm not too worried about not being able to say what I want. I'm worried about breathing water. <laughs> not that concerned. Knight. As a 66-year-old knight, he's, he's less worried about himself than he, he fears for, for the youth that less established authors are going to be self-censoring uh, by avoiding writing from certain viewpoints or including characters. I mean, why, why, why doesn't he fight some dragons or do real knight shit as opposed to complaining about words? Yeah. Or, Where's the real knights anymore? Or even just go to sleep for a thousand years. That's a classic knight move. Yep. yep. Also, moving in L's. Only, only long L's. How many swords have you pulled from stones? Capital L shapes. <laughs> it's hard to get around like that. He comes at things from oblique angles. And that brings us to the end of the show. Tiff Stevenson, Harry Kondabolu, thank you for being our Gargle guests for this week. Uh, Harry, have you got anything to plug? Yes, I do. Uh, I have a podcast that uh, comes out every Thursday called Politically Reactive. I do it with my friend W. Kamau Bell. And it's very funny. It's very thought. We had Nikki Giovanni on the podcast, if you, if you all like poetry. I do like poetry. We also were having Alana Glazer and Miro from Jesus and Miro on soon. But also, we had Nikki Giovanni. <laughs> you like poetry. I do like poetry. <laughs> and Tiff. Stevenson, thank you for coming on the show. What have you got to plug? I'm doing an online work in progress on the uh, 28th of March. Um, I'm doing it on the 28th because on the 29th, apparently, uh, we shall mix with no more than five other people outside. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get it in before that huge freedom comes into play. I did one uh, for an American audience a little while back, so it's it's about 80% new material. Yeah, so come watch my 
watch my work in progress. It's uh, via Next Up, so you can find tickets at Eventbrite. Tiff Stevenson, Harry Kondabolu, go check them out online. What else are you going to do in these troubled times? I will be in Melbourne at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival from the 5th of April to the 18th of April at the Greek Centre doing my show Kronos. There's also a podcast that's happening monthly called The Last Post uh, that drops into my inbox now only once a month. It used to come in every day, uh, but that is available in your feed uh, if you want to find it. And uh, may I also recommend The Bugle. Pretty good podcast. And that's all from us today at The Gargle. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.